Hello! Hello! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld lately. Hello and welcome to the first Best of the Week podcast in the Add a Character feed. Pretty simple. For those of you who don't have time to consume every single piece of content that I make, I'm hooking you up with a Best of the Week every Sunday where I'll give you the most newsworthy segments that were discussed on the Raw and SmackDown Roundup podcast, as well as the best portion of my interview with a WWE superstar on Out of Character. Like I said, fairly straightforward, so let's get to it with my thoughts on Raw's biggest segments of the week. Raw this week opened up with Brock Lesnar. Had a smile on his face. Coming out to the ring, still in cowboy Brock attire. He says he's going to slaughter Roman at SummerSlam like the pigs on his farm and refers to Roman Reigns as the tribal hog. Paul Heyman walks out next and explains why Brock should be the odds-on favorite. That's a hog slayer. That's an avenging badass that wants revenge. But then he explains that Roman's going to do anything to win he will. He himself will make sure that Roman Reigns does anything to win. And he says this line that, man, I, it was one of those things when someone says it, you can't help but just do a double take no matter what you're doing at the time. If you're not paying attention to the TV, if you're looking at your phone, this one's going to make you look up. He says, I will have Roman Reigns ready for you at SummerSlam to put you down. If I have to train Roman Reigns to stick his hand up your ass and pull your heart out through that hole, that is what my tribal chief is going to do. (laughs) Oh, man. When he said that, I just like, wait, what? Just the visual image that that paints in your mind is so horrifying. So horrifying. Like, imagine seeing someone actually do that I know I know that it's metaphorical but still when I think of someone pulling someone's heart out I think of Indiana Jones you know where the guy is like putting his hand through people's chest and pulling their heart out um so I already kind of have like an idea of what it looks like but now I'm just picturing it with Roman Reigns doing it to Brock Lesnar up his uh rectum and it's a terrifying sight like just a terrifying sight. I saw a picture that Howie Mandel or a video that a TikTok that Howie Mandel posted and deleted and it, and it was a similar <laughs> image in your mind and it's not a pretty one. Don't go look up the video. I shouldn't have even mentioned it. Don't go look up the video. Don't go look up the video. Uh, <laughs> uh after that uh theory interrupts the conversation to say he plans to take his U.S. title back from Lashley at SummerSlam, then cash in after Roman and Brock's last man standing match to become the undisputed universal champion, the youngest undisputed WWE universal champion. And when he said this, (laughs) I loved Brock kind of like, he had this look on his face that I think most people watching had while hearing Theory drop a line like that while talking about two guys like Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar uh cracked me up because Brock Lesnar has this look on his face and then he says to uh 
he says to Theory, well, why don't you come down here right now and let's go? And just the way he said it was just so funny, so dismissive of, of Theory, um, which I feel like is going to be the running theme of Theory's Money in the Bank holding time. It's going to be everybody kind of underestimating Theory, looking at him saying, that guy is not going to cash in. That guy can't successfully cash in. What's he going to do? Look at him. Look at him compared to the Tribal Chief. Look at him compared to Brock Lesnar. Look at him compared to Lashley. Um, which makes me think more and more that he will be one of the people that successfully cashes in at some point, however he does it. I don't see him cashing in at SummerSlam as much as they're teasing it, as much as they're building up towards it. Um, I don't even know if I'm thinking that he's going to win the United States title. I actually think that the way he gets kind of the, the thought of theory cashing in gets taken out of your mind as I'm sure he'll get the crap kicked out of him by Lashley and beaten down afterwards or something and then is unable to cash in later in the night. That's just my guess. Uh, Alpha Academy. Oh, well, first, Theory shows footage of Brock and him at Elimination Chamber and says he hasn't forgotten. And then Alpha Academy show up ringside and Otis steps up in the ring. But Lesnar just makes quick work of them one thing I liked in this that made me laugh was when Otis gets in the ring and he stands face to face with Brock for a quick second they both kind of do the exact same motion at each at each other they both kind of like they both do the exact same motion at each other they put their hands up and they do the come here thing it's very quick but it's literally the exact same movement and it made me laugh because it was the toughest that Otis has looked in a minute even if he gets even if he got beat up shortly after because uh, Brock did beat them up for a minute afterwards <laughs> Brock definitely roughed him up he annihilates both with steel steps and then he f5s Otis through the announce table this was a fantastic way to start off raw I think a lot of times I we as wrestling fans we can complain about anything but I find it hard to to complain about a segment as entertaining as this. You got a little bit of everything. You got drama. You got comedy. You got action. You got intrigue. Everything packed into one opening here. Very, very enjoyable way to start the show. Coming out of this match was Dolph Ziggler reappearing, not in jean attire, but wearing a suit. And he appears during the match and eventually helps Riddle by pushing Theory's feet off the ropes while he's trying to cheat. Riddle and Lashley win. Ziggler then gets in the ring and hits a super kick on Theory. Is this a face turn for Dolph Ziggler? He's been doing the heel thing for a little bit, made an appearance in NXT, did his thing with Braun Breaker, but now he's going for the money in the bank holder who is a clear-cut heel. Now, the storyline is there in some way, shape, or form. You could say, like, Dolph Ziggler was like, I was you, I've been you, I know who you are, and I know what your future holds. Uh, You know, look in a mirror. You know, all I got to do is look in a mirror, and I can see you. Um, But, um, so, because of that, I like it. I'm into this. You know, I think that Dolph Ziggler, I am someone who thinks that there's so much value in Dolph Ziggler as a performer. He's awesome. He's great in the ring. He is someone who is uh, one of the longest tenured members of the roster at this point someone that has the trust of everyone behind the scenes and I've said it many times I would be super cool with another world title run 
for Dolph Ziggler. Now, I don't think that that's what's happening here, but that just is to explain to you my level of appreciation for what Ziggler does in the ring. So, I like this. I think that um, he was sitting on the sidelines for no reason, it seems, so you might as well use someone who is an A-plus player in my mind. That Dolph Ziggler clip, man, that had people polarized on my Instagram. I posted a clip of it there. There was a lot of debate over whether he's a tweener, he's still a heel, if he's turning face. A lot of people had opinions there. I want to hear from you. Tweet me, at Ryan Satin. Let me know what you're thinking. Now let's transition to Tamina. Had a great chat with Tamina, but my favorite part of that conversation was when we talked about what it meant to her seeing Liv Morgan win the SmackDown women's title, as well as The Rock buying her a house. You get a hip girl like Liv Morgan in the locker room. Oh my gosh. And you know what's funny that you said that too. That's my baby right there. That's the baby of the locker room. When she came in, she was. She was like the youngest one in the locker room. Like by far the youngest one. (laughs) It's been nice though seeing how happy everyone is over her winning the SmackDown women's title. Oh, like, uh, you know, when you just want it for somebody so, so much, right? Like you get like, from, yeah, there's things that you want for yourself, but man, but when you want something for somebody else so, so bad, that's, that was her and she got it. And it was like, everybody felt it because you see that hard work day in and day out, week after week, you know, house show after house show, pay-per-view after pay-per-view. I see all the girls work hard. I see all the girls push through. You know, not everybody gets to see what they go through in life and not everybody gets to see what happens on the other side of things. You know, but this is why we are all so close in the sense that we all try to sit there and uplift each other. And that's the only way you can do that because of everything that you go through. Liv has been through that. Liv has done something that a lot of people dream about of, holy crap, I wish I could get to that level. I wish I could work hard. Well, you guess what you can, because she just proved that, you know, she just did that. And like you have, I get a little, just a little bit emotional. (laughs) Um, Because you have that love for people in that sense and you want them to succeed and you want them to have that. So when she finally got it and she wanted, yeah, I felt that for her. Yeah, I was happy. Everybody was happy. She deserved it. And she freaking got it. <laughs> you gave me like such goosebumps right there. I'm like, oh, I feel so happy for her. You made me so like when you because <laughs> you're right. I mean, it, it, from a fan perspective too, you look at it and you just go like, man, I just I really wanted it to happen for that person. I've cheered for that person for so long, you know. Like I, you just wanted yeah. it to happen, and so yeah, I I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, it's been it's been nice. It's been nice to see all the love for her. Yeah, it definitely has. Even I got a little bit teary. Even though all, I bet all the girls are probably like, "Oh gosh, typical Tamina getting emotional." I was say, this is the mama bear in you that you were talking about <laughs> earlier, for sure. <laughs> they're probably all like, "Yeah," when they do this, they're gonna be like, "Oh gosh, Tamina." Yeah. See, this is what I meant in the beginning. You know, like I was saying, like you're like usually this tough, strong badass on TV. I got you crying in like five minutes. You know, so. I I am the big bad Tamina. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't help but, you know, notice, you know, you're in this nice house. Is this the house that The Rock bought? <laughs> so tell me a little about this. So The Rock posted this video. I, I was like, well, she's already emotional now. I might as well just get into it while we're here. I'm looking for tissue now. I'm like, I don't have tissue in my office. 
Well, tell so, me a little about it. While the video is playing, you know, uh, yeah, right posted this video. Like, I, yeah, like right there, I'm like walking and already I'm getting emotional because the house is beautiful, right? Then I look up and I just see on the wall um, uh, the pictures of my daughters. Hi. No. Yeah, right? All good. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so, if, um, if anybody could know, like my kids, like I, I think I've told it to you before, those are my true loves. Those are the ones, like, you know, when you're tired and you're having to get up and you're having to lose the weight and you're having to work out triple the times just to make sure that you're in that tip top shape or you're in where you need to be to be that superstar. You're tired, you know, you're getting up at 5 a.m. just to get on the cardio machine for 45 minutes and you go back to sleep for a little bit and you have to get back up again at 12. Then you have to do it again at 6 p.m. You know, this is the schedule of how we work and it's worse for maybe some others too, but I'm just trying to say that it's hard. Sometimes you want to quit. Sometimes you want to stop. Sometimes you don't want to get up at 5 a.m. every morning just to get on that cardio machine. But the one great thing that I had a master trainer at the time who was telling me is that all you have to sit there and think is what's going to push you and what's going to make you want to get up and what's going to make you want to keep working hard to be able to do that every freaking time, bro. And I'm not kidding you. Every freaking time I just wanted to stop. I still had five sets to go or I still had five more reps to hit. I was exhausted. I was tired. But then all you think about is my kids and i'm not kidding bro i would just kick in and i would just go so if you can't sit there and think of what's going to push you and what's going to give you that fire to push through and no matter what ain't nobody can tell you can stop no one can tell you can't do anything because that was how much love i had for my kids and for myself no i'm going to get up and i'm going to do it because they depend on me That's why, that's why I broke down that way that I did because I was grateful and I was happy. This was a place of love. You know, it was like Alofaanga La Loma is what I call this house is because it's a house of love. And that was why seeing my kids on the wall. Hell yeah, I, this is why I do what I do. I do it for my family. I do it for the love of entertainment. I love what I do. If I didn't, I wouldn't be doing it. What? Okay, wait. I'm wondering. What proceeded right before that? Did you know? What did you think you were walking? Did you? Was it a fully su a surprise up in the point? Did you know that it was your house you were going to? Like, what proceeded where the video started? Yeah. So that's what. It was. I mean, I was standing outside on the driveway, and he wouldn't let me come in. He said to wait, and I said okay. And so then, as soon as it was my auntie drove me up to the house, and then I came out the driveway, and. He walks out and that's how this happened. He says, okay, come on in. And he covered my eyes and that's where you see it exactly like that. <laughs> so did you have any idea any, something like this was happening? Not this sense of like the way that he was setting this all up. No, I did not know that he was going to do it like this. There was no freaking way that this was going to happen like this. You know what I mean? I'd be like, hey, yeah, here you go. Here's your house. Hell yeah, I'd go in, do that whole get the Chinese who sit on the floor. You know what I mean? Sleep on the on the sleeping bag. I'm down with that too. I would have just been happy in an empty house. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I got it. Don't worry. I'll bring my, you know, I'll go get my furniture. I'll slowly move into place. <laughs> you know, because not everybody does where it's like, hey, yeah, you go here, you go there. Well, that was my thing is I, I that was me. I was hopping from place to place to place all the time. You know, everything that I have, it goes to my kids. Everything that, um, I mean, you work hard for you work hard for your kids, your family, you know, you want to get them, you'll say, hey, yeah, let me go and buy this Louis Vuitton purse. Man, you got $2,000 of kids freaking sports to pay. I had no, go and get that, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, they got bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, and girls ain't, uh, ain't cheap either, so. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. I I can. I, I think kids aren't oh, cheap in God. general. I don't think. I I, could, yeah. I think about it. I'm like, I can't believe my parents so much like asking for money growing up. It was like I, I took that for granted. I yeah. wish I could just go to my yeah. parents and ask for money yeah. still. <laughs> yeah. Now I got my boys too. It's uh, my sister's boys, but it's like this is my thing. Is like they're my boys too, and so it's like now I've got the boys, and you've got sports, and you've got football, and you got all these different things that are going on, and it's like yeah. Don't worry, we got this. <laughs> All right, well, we'll move on from the stuff. If you want to get a tissue, I understand, but I was going to move on from the the more. Let's do it, bro. We're good. Uh, okay. We're getting out. Too much of this is going on. So yeah, but on that note, though, bro, for real, like he has done something because that's just his heart. You know, Dwayne's always been that way, and ever since we've been young. This is all I've ever known him to be. He's always been that loving, giving person. And not a lot of people get to see that side of him. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody ever gets to sit there and say, but this man has done above and beyond for me more than I can even imagine, you know, for, for anybody to even imagine what he's done for me. And so like, for me, that's my brother, you know, that's my, my God, that's my bro. Like, I love that man. He's I. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, he seems like the coolest. Like, he seems just like the most charitable, like, and just like the most family-focused person that, that you'd want to have in your family. Just so nice and, and, and someone who gives back to their family on a constant basis. It's, a, it's something that you wish, that, like, I wish I could be like that with my family, you know? So it's cool that he, yeah, that he, he, takes, the, that he, that he takes his success and gives back to those that, that matter to him. Yeah, he loves, I mean, he loves it. You know what I mean? He never does worry. I mean, he loves wrestling. It's like one of those things, like, he loves family. He loves working hard. He's one of the hardest workers in the freaking room. Like, you, you hear him say it, you hear everybody say it all the time. It's the truth. He works his butt off, you know, but he loves what he does. Loves to entertain. I uh, I really want to see the Black Adam movie when it comes out. May, not, not just because <sighs> I like superhero I, movies, but, but like... Uh, yeah. From like a wrestling standpoint, from a movie standpoint, and just from someone who likes seeing people accomplish their dreams, like he's been talking about trying to make this movie happen for so long now that I'm just like, yep. even someone of his level, he was talking about it before he was at that level. So it's for me as like yeah. a longtime fan of him, I'm like, I can't wait to see that just because I know he's he poured everything into finally making it happen. Yeah, and you know it's not that easy either, especially in Hollywood. You can't just sit there and be like, hey, I want to make this and I want to do this, and then it just comes right away. It doesn't work like that time and time and time. And now it's like, again, though, timing's everything. So now's the time. He literally had to make like 
10 blockbuster movies to finally get like the <laughs> one that he wanted you know a lot of times you get a lot of people in hollywood get like they do one blockbuster movie and then all of a sudden they're like well what's the one movie that you want to do like he had to do like 10 before he got that so that's that's, that's partly why i'm so excited to see it because i go like man he really worked for that like that's his passion project and i have faith it's gonna it's gonna rule i'm excited heck yeah <laughs> hopefully you were cooking dinner while you listened to that so that way you had an excuse for those tears that were building up listening to her get emotional there you could tell someone you were just cutting onions <laughs> oh that was a good chat i really enjoyed it tamina is a very nice person despite how badass she comes across on tv so if you didn't listen to that interview go listen to the whole thing there's a lot more awesome conversation to be had now let's get into smackdown this week with the biggest moments from this week's show but there was a tease shown on the show for next week's segment involving maximum male models and it was said that we'll meet max dupree's sister maxine Who is Maxine Dupree? That's the question. Who is Maxine Dupree? I'm guessing it won't be someone that's already on the roster. You'd think with that extreme of a name change, you've got to dig into NXT. So here are some possible options in my opinion. I think two of the standouts are Gigi Dolan or JC Jane from NXT. I think you could play up either one. As a model, they've been doing the toxic attraction thing. People are liking it. And they would match with the vibe of Max Dupree. There's also one other one that stands out to me. But it's a little bit of a stretch as being Max Dupree's sister. However, that might make it even more comical. And that's Ginny from NXT UK. I feel like Ginny from NXT UK kind of has a whole fashion vibe as it is. And so I could see that, you know, her being part of a faction that is male model based. Like if you go to her her Twitter page, the the top of the page in her bio says WWE fashionista. You know, her her t- last tweet says simplicity is the ultimate form of sophistication. Hashtag fashion. Um, I feel like. Yeah, I just I feel like she could fit here. Now I realize she's got an accent that doesn't necessarily fit Max Dupree, um, but I mean, like they could be step siblings. They could be, you know, you know, have they could be you know half siblings. It, it, it could work. So that's who I'm going with. Those are my three leading choices for Maxine Dupree. Lastly, we ended the show with Jimmy Uso. Versus Angelo Dawkins. There's a ref bump in the match. And Angelo has Jimmy down for more than three seconds. Dawkins eventually wins, though, with a sky high. However, first of all, wait. Before I go past that, I love the sky high. Such a good move. I popped for it. The fact that it ended a match, even though under it was under shady circumstances, uh, I popped seeing the sky high get used like that. But it was shown that, that Jimmy Uso's shoulder was up, much like Montez Ford at Money in the Bank. So there's some bickering, obviously, amongst everyone about this. Street Profits making fun of the Usos, Usos being angry, until eventually Adam Pierce walks out to reveal the special guest referee for their match, Jeff Jarrett. Now, 
I don't know what I thought about this. I felt I, I I will say I felt like it was slightly underwhelming, you know, but Double J is local to that area, so including him in the show in some way makes sense now that he's returned to the company again full time. Just kind of like I felt like the way they presented it when it came out, end of show, um, they've been talking about it for a few weeks. I did think that maybe it might be someone on a bigger level. You know, you guys had heard me talk initially on here like, I don't know, maybe it'll be some sort of musician. Maybe it'll be some sort of actor, reality star. I don't know. Then it was pointed out to me, Sami Zayn, who was on commentary for this and was saying that he thought he should be the referee. Um but there was Sami Zayn too. Sami Zayn was a leading contender. I don't really know how Jeff Jarrett fits into any of this. Usually, like you'd think the guest referee, either they fit into the story somehow or they're a, a name that's going to excite the majority of the audience. So I was just kind of like slightly underwhelmed. But I mean, I like Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's an entertaining, uh, you know, entertaining legend. He's local to the area, so ultimately I've got no problem with it. I think I just felt like the way it was being built up so much that it was maybe going to be someone a little bit bigger of a deal, especially the, you know being the way they ended the show. That concludes the first Best of the Week podcast. We'll be back next Sunday with another and every Sunday after that. Every Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We'll be back. We'll also be back Monday with another brand new interview. We got Madcap Moss on the show. And then Monday night, another Raw Roundup. So I appreciate you being here in the feed. Thank you so much for subscribing. But also, if you're on here and you're not already subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel, go do that as well. It's fairly simple. I'm sure you're probably on YouTube. I'm sure you've got the app on your phone. Go subscribe there. That way, you can make sure you see Out of Character every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. That's where you can watch the full show with me and a WWE superstar chatting about whatever is on my mind. It's where you can find clips from Raw and SmackDown. It's where you can find clips from my show. It's where you can find stuff in the community tab. Go check it out. If you're a YouTube person, you should not be missing out on all the stuff we have there. So go follow WWE on Fox. Also, if you're in this podcast feed and you like all the stuff that we're making, please go leave a rating or a review. I read the reviews. I am very appreciative of the kind words that are said in there. But if you're listening to this and you hear me saying this, please understand I'm not just talking to myself. Well, I am kind of talking to myself here. I'm hoping you're listening, but um, it does help the show. It helps us grow in the rankings. It helps it get seen by more people. So go leave a rating or review on iTunes. It helps a lot. All right, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and uh, this has been the Best of the Week podcast. <laughs>